Assalamualaikum. Hi everyone, Izzy here. Before we start tonight's episode, on behalf of the Izzy Does It team, I would like to express our sincerest gratitude to everyone who supported this show so far. We hope you enjoy watching as much as we enjoy creating. Secondly is that we've decided to open up contributions, whatever you, you want to call it, like crowdfunding to keep the show on air. And how you can do this is by transferring any amount from the least transferable amount to however much you are willing and capable to the bank account in the description box below. So the money that we receive from your contributions will go to the crew's welfare, such as dorang punya makanan and dorang punya minuman. And if we receive a significant amount, it can potentially even go to equipments and also inshallah merch but this is entirely optional because there are other ways you can support us which is by subscribing or subscribing to the youtube channel liking commenting and then following us on instagram and also sharing this to your friends and family that is all again thank you so much for your support we really appreciate it and without further ado please enjoy tonight's episode bye IG, welcome to Easy Does It. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Oh my God. We're already starting off on a really like positive note. We're yes. here for each other. Of course. Supportive. Always. <laughs> we did like a little meditation before yes, we, we started. Yeah. So we're excited. Like it's one of it helps create like a, a sense of like connection with everyone. Yeah. Everyone, you know? I feel so yeah. connected to each and everyone here. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope yes. you feel the same way. But for our sake, okay. I want you to disconnect from all of this okay. and just focus on I don't, me. I don't see them. Yeah, I hope my face is good enough for you to like yeah. focus like they're on. They're nothing. They're nothing. Just you. Yeah, just okay. you and I. Okay, got it. Yeah, because yeah. I want to get to know you on a personal level, mm -hmm. however much you are willing to share. Sure. Yeah, but just for context too, um, I met Tiwin, I met you mm -hmm. way, way back when I was still working in Armada. And we've yeah. talked about this. Yes. Yeah. We had a photo shoot and we used your apartment kato. Yes. Yes. Yes, you did. Because your deco, and I want to say this again, it was wonderful thank it was you. so lawa thank you it so didn't because i was like um in sales and marketing obviously when i meet clients i've seen other people's apartments right mm -hmm. but yours truly was the one that was like remarkable just transformative it was transformative which is why we use your apartment for the photo shoot and i never ever got to see it i never saw the results of the photo shoot. Armada, can you please send over the photos <laughs> like it's okay years later it's, it's probably late. an archive it's too late now. yeah yeah oh. Because I would also see you every time I had to go and pay my rent. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have our little chats. So I just want to say before we start as well, uh -huh. I'm so proud of you oh. for just doing your thing. You know, like this field of work is not easy to do the Brunei because there's not a clear path. You're kind of just mm. like oh, finding your way, yeah. you know, and the fact that you've like just come this far and you're doing this really great show. Oh, my God. Um, I'm really proud of you. Thank so you so much. I just much. want you to know that. Oh my god, I do want to get into it with you though. Okay, but also yeah. like from your POV. I appreciate what you just said, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like because it has been like a a really tough journey, I would say. But like everything that happened in the past, all the ups and downs, mostly downs, I would say. But maybe yeah. there has been ups, but I'm just like oblivious to it and very like focus ungrateful. On the ups, though. Yeah, but like sometimes it can be hard. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we all, as much as like passion is important, mm -hmm. we also need um 
financial stability and freedom for our livelihood you know in a world where we can live off where passion is the currency i would be a millionaire or a billionaire right. by now yeah. but this is the world that we live in like we need money mm -hmm. so far like financially we haven't seen much fruition but inshallah i do trust that it will come yeah yeah me and Floyd were very positive about this and okay. what you just said to me just now really like means so much so I do it. It really that yeah. Yeah, I, you should keep going. You know, I, again, yeah. you've got to just got to practice being in the abundance yes. mindset. Mindset, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, put in the hard work no, at the I'm same a time. Big fan of of that. Of just just relaxing and just yeah. trusting that everything everything's gonna work out yes. in your favor. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> so we'll so get. Woo -woo. <laughs> we okay. So I want to get into you now. Okay. I want to get into you. I want to get started talking to. About All right, Izzy. Let's take it slow. Right. I okay. understand your <laughs> So after we met years ago, I started seeing mm -hmm. you on social media. I don't know if you started Suda. So based on my research here, um, you between 2015 and 17, you started Winnie on Wednesday. I did. Yeah. Yes. So based on your own description here, it's a comedy web series that's aimed to provoke conversation on the legacy of colonization in our home country of Brunei. Wait. When did I say that? research I have I have, you know. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Sure, did I, did I write that? Sure, yeah. that sounds, that but in great. short, it was just a, a series that you post. Like, it's really honestly hilarious. Thank and you. I was just looking back just now on, on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. I honestly can see, like, it can be adapted into a TV series. Like, it's one of Winnie? those. Really? I, are you joking? I don't know. Like, I feel like it was just... It was honestly me clowning around. I know. I'm putting you know, it out there now. So I, I hope that I get to see it, in, uh, you know, happen. Maybe something, like, I don't... Yeah, some people have asked me, like, mm. you know, would you bring back Winnie on Wednesday? Yeah. But I always feel like you've got to keep moving. You know, okay. Winnie on Wednesday had its moment. Yeah. Um, and I will do other things. Yes. But yeah. probably won't do Winnie on Wednesday. Then share with us how did it start? What was the inspiration behind Winnie on Wednesdays? <laughs> Winnie <laughs> on Wednesday. I'm just... Okay, let's think. Um, mm. So I... It started because I had been... At a, at a time of my life where I was hiding. Um, some years before that, mm -hmm. I was in a cult. I was in a cult. This will be saved for my own show at some point. Okay. But I was in a cult. Yeah. And then when I came out of that cult, I, um, I was very obviously shaken. My mm -hmm. confidence, all of that, like, oh. was just, like, I, I lost it. Whatever spark, yeah. I, I just wanted to hide yeah. you know and so i'd spent some years just kind of being low-key um and then uh, i don't want to attribute this to a guy mm -hmm. <laughs> but there was a guy that i was okay. like getting to know and and things didn't work out and i remember thinking at the time that it was the first time in my life where something didn't work out in a relationship mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is this is really not my loss, yeah, you know? Yeah. Usually, anytime it's a breakup, right? It's very normal for all of us, to, mm. I think, to feel like, ugh, what is it about me? Like, what did I do wrong? But this was the first time I was like, oh, no, this is, you know, like, I like I knew in my heart, I'm like, I know I'm a bad bitch. Mm. You are. That, right? <clears throat> mm. So, but at the same time, I hadn't done anything. Like, yeah. in my heart, I knew that I was. Mm. But I just hadn't done anything like as evidence okay. of my bad oh picture, yeah yeah right yeah. and so i thought like okay you know what let's just get out of your comfort zone 
um, it Instagram had started introducing like nine second video, yes. I think, at the time. Mm. And so I thought, okay, let's just and at that point I had like less than a hundred people Ooh. on my Instagram because mm. I was like, as I said, low key, right? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so I started doing these like like a nine second video, and for some reason it was getting a response yeah. from just from my friends, like they thought it was funny. Mm. Um, and so okay, I'm like, okay, I'll do another one the following week. Um, and then after that, I thought, okay, let's try and make it a bit longer because it's so like nine seconds. Of what oh, are you wow. really gonna say? So I think the first one I did on YouTube was to do with like my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was just a skit about because so I grew up in the nineties, and as a nineties girl, if you're a real nineties girl, you plucked all your eyebrows off. You know, <laughs> that was a look. That oh, was a really? look back then. Okay. And um, and mine just didn't grow back. When the trend decided that it was going to be a thick brow, it just didn't grow back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my a lot of like my energy and effort in a day would would be dedicated to trying to maintain having like a heavier eyebrow. <laughs> and so I did a little like skit on that, on just yeah. like the high maintenance work it is oh, wow. of, of having to have to mm. draw your eyebrows. Mm. And then that started getting a little bit of traction. I was yeah. just like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. You know, um, but my sole purpose of doing it, honestly, was I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so Win and Wednesday was a complete accident. Uh. And then the next video I did that was the one that really blew up. Okay. And I just I was not prepared for that. Okay. Like at all. So I did a video um, that was basically just making light of the fact that when Orang Puteh come to our part of the world, yes. they just don't really make the effort to uh. learn how to say our names. Oh yeah. Our words, mm -hmm. right? English mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they just say, you know, we're not Jerusalem, uh, you know, yeah. like it's no one's really correcting them. Mm. And so I just wanted to say my piece on it. And yeah. it was something that I had felt for a while. Yeah. And just because all my previous videos had been about makeup. Mm -hmm. And so like, I just thought this is going to be a random, like, you know, it's talking about something completely different. Mm. But I just wanted to say what I wanted to say. I was like, I don't care whether anyone can, you know, relate to this oh, or wow. not. So I put it out there and wow like a lot of people related to it Damn. so it was very surprising and yeah. it was very terrifying yeah like the views were going everywhere like there were people like around the world mm. watching it oh Everybody, my god yeah i was getting response from people in the u.s and not like not even um yeah. like just that's like how far it yeah. had gotten right as in <clears throat> mostly positive were they also oh, negative it was positive. positive no okay. it was overwhelmingly positive okay there are definitely some people who you know felt um triggered yes. by that yeah but that's on them to work on oh wow. yeah. but at that time were you afraid that white people might come at you or you were like Ugh, whatever. In the, in the. because um why like if yeah. they do put it's because i mean they did i yeah. was definitely a couple of that had things to say mm. and a lot of locals as well that were sort of defending them um, but to me, I'm like, well, this obviously resonated with a lot of people. There's mm. obviously some kind of truth yeah, here. Yeah. And if you're not guilty of that, if you're an orang putih who makes the effort, mm, mm. then kotrasa kenapa? Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. not about you then. Mm. Right? So if you 
terasa, mm-hmm. then it is about you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, and so I think for me at the time, it, was, it wasn't that that scared me. It was just the... The, the attention, no, yeah, the attention. All yeah. of a sudden, yeah. you know, all of a sudden yeah. I was getting thousands of requests, and I was like, I didn't know what to. No one teaches you what to do when yes. something like this happens. Yeah. And I cried. I remember when it was like the numbers were climbing so fast that I cried. I was like, What is happening? <laughs> I was like, Why? Yeah, oh it was God. scary because oh you just don't like, you just don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You just don't know. Um, and. <laughs> So yeah, so that was an interest. So that kind of started winning and becoming a thing. Then I had an audience. Yeah. Then I started, you know, doing it more regularly, yeah, right? Yeah. Um so that's kind of how it all started. Oh my god, you know yeah. what's so crazy? Mm. I feel so glad that you shared that story about the part where you cried. Because yeah. let me share you my story. Okay. Because like I feel like people started recognizing me on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I did a video about like a BIBD thing. Right. And then it exploded beyond my... Com- Were you critis- critical in of that, them? In okay. that. Tapi it just like similar to you, like a lot of people found it. Tapi macam when people started messaging me, literally like about 50 people saying that, oh, Izzy, you're in my family group chat. You're in my family group chat. You know, it was basically a very informative video but i don't know why i remember like having like a panic attack like the thought of like like me in group family group chats Mm. was just terrifying and then the views kept going up 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 i remember i called my best friend fatin i cried once once it goes off the apps as well what happened with that video like Mm. people were downloading it off or screen recording or whatever and then it was going into people's whatsapp yes right then it's like that's another level you can't even track our and i think like i've always kept it to myself i never talk about the part where like i had anxiety and cried because i don't think people believe it because it's like what okay it's a good yeah. thing yeah but it's like how would you put yourself on camera yeah, yeah. is what you want yeah so i really i'm so yeah. glad that you shared that story because like i encountered that too so it's like wow yeah i think that like yeah sure you you put something out there in the hopes that someone's gonna you know relate to it and you're yeah. gonna have that kind of connection and yeah. that's and that's a wonderful feeling right? mm. that's why we do what we do yeah but <clears throat> Having it like with masses of people is different, mm-hmm. and I think energetically, right? Just yeah. having that many I, like, eyes and energy towards yeah. you, like we can feel it. Yeah, I'm yeah. very woo woo about stuff like yeah, this, yeah. and I believe in that we can feel that that mm. energy, and it is very overwhelming. It is, and so it, it is. I wasn't crying out like I don't even know how to. Exp- it was just a just confusion yeah, and yeah. like and it was just a release to cry. You yeah. know, it's not like I was sad about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, just. It's just an overwhelming yeah. experience. For me, I think it was... Um, I was very hard on myself, too. I was like, oh, my God, what, what, they're probably going to criticize. Like, I was very negative about it. I was like, I'm mm. so worried that they're going to criticize my room. I was so worried that they're going to criticize oh. my face, my yeah. looks. I don't know. I think I still had braces on at that time. Right. So much I was a very uh, insecure person. So that was a part of why. cute. Oh, thanks. Yeah. But just I mean... in general. Like, it's yeah. just... It's a cute thing to have. I, I thought it was cute too, but now I'm. I feel like I'm cuter without braces. <laughs> Smile if you show them teeth. Yeah, <laughs> but um, do you think being a bad bitch is similar to having confidence? You know that again. When I say like throw, throwing out the term bad bitch, yeah, what does that mean, right? I think it means different things to different people. Okay, to you? To me, it. I think I'm a bad bitch because I've always been very authentically myself 
um, the confidence thing. Yeah, I mean, you have to have that belief in yourself, mm-hmm. right? And I think I've had that ever since, definitely since I was a kid. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think just the fact that I've I have lived a life on my own terms mm-hmm. that makes me a bad bitch. Okay. Yeah. I grew up when my youth or mm. my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just describe it as turbulent. Okay. Right? It was turbulent childhood, mm-hmm. and um, and there was a sense that I felt mm. growing up that I felt like I maybe I wasn't really I didn't fit into what an ideal child <laughs> would be like. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, I guess I've always been a little bit different Mm -hmm. and if there is a human need to conform let's just say i didn't really feel that need Mm. you know so i've always just kind of done my own thing which um but i think also like yeah when you when you are young Mm -hmm. and you feel like who you are as a person doesn't fit into some people's ideas of who you, they want you to be, mm. you're going to either spend the rest of your life trying to meet those people, punya expectations, expectations. of who you are, mm-hmm. or you're going to do your own thing. Yeah. You know, and I just wasn't, yeah, I didn't have it in me, I guess, to try yeah. and like work for someone's love, someone's acceptance, mm. you know, things like that. Um, and so now, ever since I was a kid, I just decided like, well, I'm not going to make them happy. Um, or myself happy from not that I knew that as a child. Yeah. I don't think you know that as a child. So I've just like, you know I have to re- go back in time. Oh, uh. But I think, yeah, there was, and I just I don't know exactly like to delineate whether is that because of again like the upbringing or is it that I always just have this kind of personality mm. or was it the combination yeah. of it right? But yeah. <clears throat> I think I've just always known that I want to pursue the things that that speak to me Mm. and was that always the right decision (laughs) maybe not you know in terms of what you're looking at and what you want out of life right Mm -hmm. like have there been many major failures in my life yes Mm -hmm. but at the same time all of that has shaped me yeah so i also have these massive wins in my life right Mm -hmm. i mean it is part of your Mm -hmm. name Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, which I gave myself, by yeah. the way. Oh. Yeah. Tiwin is my oh, it's my a, own creation. Oh, wait. So, do you when mind sharing two. your? No, when I was two. Apparently, mm. I don't remember this. Yeah. But when I was two, I decided that um, I was going to call myself Tiwin. I don't even know where the name even comes from, but the the story goes. I imagine how bossy you can be yeah. as a two year old yeah. telling other people what to, to call. Yeah. Um, but I decided I wanted to be called Tiwin. Wow. And because I'd never really, like, even growing up, like, my actual name, I ne- it never really resonated with me. Okay. I never felt like that person, you know? Yeah. And I spent a lot of my life trying to find what is the what is the name that really, like, suits me. That's why sometimes you'll hear people call me Stella because there was a brief period where I was yeah. known as Stella. Because um, I was just trying different mm, things. Mm. But last time, I'm just like, actually, Tiwinba is oh, the most me. You know, it's yeah. not the prettiest name. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I think that's me. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have you... Okay, did you... 
Have you always been in Brunei? Growing up? No. Okay. So that could be like another factor, yeah. I think. Um, so I left Brunei when I was six. Okay. And we were living in KL f until I was 11. Mm. In KL, like, diplomat, right? So I was oh. um, in international school. Yeah. And then I came back to Brunei for about two years and a half. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And, um, and then I left when I was 13 to London. And I was there until I was 21. Oh, my God. And um, I took a year out during that time. So I was back in Brunei, I think, when I was, like, 17. Mm -hmm. um, so I was working at Crystal FM, actually, oh. at that time. When Crystal FM first opened. As, in, as a DJ? Yeah. Yeah. Tiwin. I was DJ Tiwin ka? Indo. Apa? DJ whatever my real name is. Oh, my God. <laughs> no wonder yeah. I probably didn't, never knew about this. Yes, yes, I was a Chris FM DJ. I, it was, I think, a few months after they they launched. Yeah, in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. That's even, insane. Yeah, like I, I even had like I did like the. Well, it started with I was doing the afternoon show like called crystal mix where you're playing music from like the 60s 70s yeah, 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 80s yeah, yeah. 90s yeah. Mm -hmm. um and then you just kind of like move around mm -hmm. i used to co-host with uh dj ronnie um he was from rtb Jua. but yeah during my time it was like dj hisham oh. um i don't think you even know them because you're so young yeah dj Susie. um jen wasn't even you know, I yeah. mean, you think of Chris when you think of Jen, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. I was there before her. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was only 17. Oh, my <laughs> God. In mind. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, Wait, so did any of the moving around, like, affected you as a child? Like, macam, you... Have you ever felt like you have to leave friends behind all the time? Or, like, macam, like... Yeah, how did it affect your view of, like, relationships? Because they all seem to be short-term because of... And this is the age where mobile phones weren't... That's there yeah yeah that's true um you know what i that's a good question mm. but ton i actually don't think it really made that much of a difference yeah. i think i'm very good at making friends yeah and so um that was just yeah it was never really a problem oh. yeah yeah I'm good at making friends i'm good at staying in touch with friends yeah as well even so, back then lah I mean, when I obviously like you lose, you you do lose touch with some people. Yeah. I'm just trying to think back, like masa masa miskulah KL dulu. Like, do I have any? Mm, no, but bear in mind, I was like six to eleven. Oh, wow, oh, wow. So, what kind of a bond do you really yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, true. Like, trying true. to find you at yeah, this yeah, age yeah, yeah. of my life, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, tapi my like my girlfriend that's Tipri, mm -hmm. you know, like Tati, um, Nazri's wife. Yeah, <clears throat> she's one of my best friends. Oh. Um, we've been, yeah, Vesti since 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in Form 1, Vesti 3. Oh, my God. Um, and who else was there? Yeah, they're just like other other people that mm. I'm still in touch with from my Stipri days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously my London days. Um, mm. Yeah, still in touch with some of my friends from there. Um, so I think the... Yeah, I, I've that's not really yeah an issue. Been an issue you. for me, oh. yeah. So oh. after you came back to Brunei, you were at 17... Um, 17, that was for my one year. For all. I took a one year off. Oh, yeah. and then that's when you became a DJ at Crystal Yeah. Okay, and after that, did you move out again? 
and then I and then I moved back to UK after that. Oh, this is because the nature of your parents' jobs, ka? or India. Actually, oh. <laughs> we moved to London when I was thirteen because my parents were doing their masters, oh, and then gosh. they they left after mm -hmm. two years, mm -hmm. and they actually left me behind in London. So oh. I was this fifteen-year-old living alone yeah. in London in the nineties. <laughs> it's wild, really. Sometimes when I ask my friends, like, "What were you thinking? Oh, like, why did, did they you?" Say? Yeah. They're like. That's what you wanted. I'm like, bandar pulang. Punca wan, Like, bandar pulang, that's what I wanted. Yeah. But, like, was it the best? I don't regret it at all, yeah. obviously. I had the best time. Mm. I had too much of a good time. Ito kubalikan to for one year. Fail ja. Fail. I had to reset my exams. Um, and then I and then I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna work as well while, okay. I, while I do that. Oh. And so that's what that one year, one year. Yeah. I was. But I was still very young, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I was 16. Mm. I was too young to go to university anyway. So yeah. And then yeah. so when did you start uh, coming back to Brunei for good? I came back for good. So I actually graduated in 2002. So I was 20. Okay. Um, and I came back for about six months. Mm -hmm. I came back thinking it was for good, mm. but I. <sighs> I was only 20 I was yeah. like, I don't want to work yet. Like, I'm mm -hmm. still so young. Mm -hmm. And somehow, <laughs> I got it in my head that I wanted to be, like, a singer. I decided to start songwriting. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and all this while, my chum, I always liked singing, but it's not something that... I was always very shy about it. Mm. And so people were like, where did this come from? Like, anyway. <laughs> right? But, um, so for the six months... I was back in Brunei. My my best friend in the UK was sending my demo tapes to places in London. Mm -hmm. And so I got a call for an audition for a girl group. So, oh my God. So I had to beg my parents to let me go back. I tell you, I mean, I, I appreciate the way my parents accommodate me mm. and my adventure. Shout adventure. out to her parents. Yeah, shout out to the parents. <laughs> um, so I did. I went back to London. I went for this audition. Because um, it was Zaman... Bear in mind, it was 2003. So it was a lot of like the manufactured pop groups. Yeah. It was that era. Do you era. remember what song you sang on the motives? Your own songs? During the audition? Yeah. No. It was very specific. They had to. We had to sing um, Winnie Houston, I Will Ooh. Always Love You. Ooh. And a song of your own choice. It was a choice. It was, yeah, either Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, or Mariah Carey's Hero. Mm. Um... <clears throat> so Hero. I, yeah. So I I didn't I'm, I just thought I'd just go with with Whitney. Yeah. Um and then the other song I sang was Brandy. Uh I think I remember Brandy. What's the name of the song? Full Moon? I don't know. Or something like that. Yeah. I sang a Brandy song. And then we also had to learn choreography on the day, right? So we get we get to this. It's a massive audition, yeah. bear in mind. There's yeah. like hundreds of girls. Oh my. I mean that's it's obviously like it's filtered down. Yes, yes. So there were hundreds of girls. And um, we were all given, like, you have to do, <laughs> you have to lend the choreography to Christina Aguilera's Dirty. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And do you still so, remember any of No, <laughs> I don't. Are I you, promise you, I don't. And even if I did, you don't <laughs> want to see it. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to learn the choreography on the day. And, you know, a lot of the girls that were actually dancers uh. who were, like, okay singers you know and so much i'm also very intimidated because mm. like just seeing them doing all these moves up yeah, yeah. so i did the best that i could you know and the feedback they gave was that like i can do the moves but i just didn't have like 
the attitude, you know, Ooh. of the dancer. Like, you know, you've got to have, like, flair. Yes. You can't just yes. do the moves that no. not feel yourself. Yeah. Like, you have to feel yourself. Yeah. And I was not doing that. I was just Ooh. like... <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. So, it was, yeah, I, I didn't let whatever my inner dancer was not over because you need to like you need to dance like you were possessed by like some kind of by the music like basically you know like yeah yeah you gotta feel it right i was just like oh let's just do one two yeah exactly oh yeah yeah. like zumba yeah yeah (laughs) like one two yeah. yeah so um but i did so i did well with the audition and um so i didn't fit into like the the initial girl group that they wanted because it was maybe a little bit too teensy. Mm. So they formed, they decided to form another girl group, a more mm. adult one okay. <laughs> with me in it and um, a few other girls. And so, yeah, so I signed, I had a like management. Wait, what deal. the hell? Yeah. With them, we were working with this producer that had this big old mansion in Balham and we would go and he had a studio in his, um in his attic. Did you get along with your other the, the other girls? Yeah, yeah. The One two? of them, actually, uh, it's this Danish girl. And yeah, she's still on my Instagram. Oh. Yeah. So I told you, I'm really good at keeping in touch with people. Yeah. And then what happened? So I was with them, I would say, for like maybe like six months. Um, but how do I say this? Like, I wasn't getting on with the producer so much. Like, okay. Macham, I thought the direction that he wanted to take... The, Okay, firstly, mm-hmm. I knew that if I was going to make it as a singer, I wasn't going to do it like this, you know, manufactured girl group style. Okay. So going into it, mm. I already knew like this is not it. Mm. But I wanted to get studio experience. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so, yeah, so I, the other girls didn't write. So I was writing songs with the guy, mm. um, with the producer. And... I think like yeah, at some point I was just like mm, I don't like this. It was a disagreement, mm. and um, and then I just I kind of just left. Wow. Uh, and then the Danish girl also left with me, oh. and it was just like a growing thing of just like mm, this doesn't seem like it's really flowing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nothing really came out of it. So the the remaining girls that stayed were they did they ever go anywhere with the whole thing? No, I've never. S- like Nada. did they become oh. famous? Nada. Nada. Okay, no, so you made the right decision, <laughs> I, I guess. Think, I think so. Yeah. Even him, like, what has he done? No. Nada. No. Oh, but to like have that much um, self valuation to know that this is not because a lot of people would jump at the opportunity and would do anything. Right. But you like, I'm still trying to figure you out, honestly. Like, I want to mm. really know mm. how did like at, at such a young age, you know, going to UK, risking. Okay, I don't know if you were if you did had to risk anything at all going to uk to audition and all that stuff oh well at that point i was 20 well how old was i oh but i was 21 already yeah. at that point so i wasn't well still young like, still, yeah I'm still young yeah i mean for our age now 21 sure. is like yeah. yeah um i don't know that's the thing like i think i've just always wanted to do what i want to do oh. right mm. like i think it does help that having grown up overseas it's I, you know, I definitely feel more confident in oh, like wow. just being about the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and plus, it was London, and I and I grew up there. So yeah, it, it was like very familiar. It's not an yeah. You're very yeah. familiar with that. So it wasn't like me going to some foreign place to you know. Mm. I had friends there and and whatnot. So, yeah. but I think yeah, there's definitely, and this has been consistent throughout my life really mm-hmm. that I I have yeah I've done things 
that don't make sense to other people. Like yeah. I think there was after after the cult, mm -hmm. um, I was with BIBD for about six months. I know I worked in BIBD. <laughs> I feel like we're jumping into different timelines. Okay. Yeah. Let's, I know. I always tell people I have timelines lived... Timelines and different lifetimes. I have I lived many lives. This yeah. is what I tell people. Like, I have friends that even now are still discovering, like, wait, you did what? I'm oh, like, yeah. Yeah. So let me just run through the place I've worked. This one I thought that the girl group thing was like, you dropped another bomb. Oh. <laughs> like... Baby G. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, in Brunei, places I've worked, right? Uh. My first, my very first job was actually Standard Chartered mm -hmm. when I was 17. Okay. Right? Mm. And then I was with there for a few months and then mm. Crystal FM came along. So I was like, bye. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Crystal. And then I went off to the UK, mm. did a whole bunch of other things there. Okay. Also worked there, but I had to learn Antitutu. Oh. Okay. But back in Brunei. Yeah. So I came back and then um, I did some emceeing work because mm. um, there were still like parties and things like that back then. Yeah. And... My first like proper job in Brunei was RBA. Okay. Or RB as they call yes. it now. Okay. Um, I was a general management trainee. Wow. Yes, I was there for four years. Yeah. And then I joined this cult. <laughs> and then after the cult, I joined BIBD. And you know, BIBD, right? Like you earn good money there. Yes, yeah. Um, but I wasn't happy. Mm. Like it just wasn't really How old were you when you were in the baby BIBD and how long? This was twenty. 10. Okay. And so 2010, I guess I would have been 29. Oh. Uh, 28, 29. Mm. Yeah. And I was there for like six months. Okay. On the batahne. No. Like I basically, when when I passed my probation, I'm just like, no need. Oh. I was like, it's okay. And um, and I actually left that to join Big Magazine. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, like I loved my time in Magazine, yeah. but in terms of Salary-wise, yes, yeah. compared to what I was earning at yeah. So I will do things like that because yeah. for, also, you know, I'm just, it's just me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm single. I don't have like a fan. So I'm, I'm free to go and Wherever, do yeah. these random things that mm. I want to do. So I was with Big Magazine for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then I joined Brunette Times. Oh, oh yes, Brunner Times. Yes. Oh. And that's where I was the longest. So I was there for almost five years. Wow. Um, but then of course it shut down. Yeah. And then and I joined Progressive. And then after that I joined an another company that I don't know how to describe this company, but it was like a coaching uh young after um Basically, the, UN, the UNN and transition. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for that, because so now I can have run. like a sure. Yeah. So I can refer that mm -hmm. to also like reference points in your lifetime, lah. Mm. Okay. So I understand you you don't want to talk about the cult for now. You want to save it for <laughs> yeah, your show. Yeah, we're saving that. Bro. Okay, we're saving that. Yeah. Because it's too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like okay, you don't yeah. want you don't yeah. want to be the only thing we talk but, about. But um, just share with us how you came across it you don't have to go into detail like is it from a friend or from a friend from a friend so yeah. the friend is in the cult was in the cult yeah is in the cult again when i say cult right like yeah. it's a yeah should we explain to those who are mm. it's like an organization that was designed like a cult and a lot of people did think we were a cult okay yeah yeah religion no. okay okay no all right forex for ah uh, okay banana <laughs> banana <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, you know what? We'll save that. Yes. Yeah. So, guys, we'll talk about that, about that more on I her show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. You are wild. 
Go gal kan? Go gal, I love that. Okay, so now ba, moving on from the cult. Um, so you went to BIBD, and then after that, uh, you went to Brunei Times. After BABD, no, was it right? Big magazine, big magazine, and you enjoyed it. But then salary was ato, and then you went to Brunei Times. No, I love. I actually, I didn't even leave big magazine because of the salary okay. thing because I, I really enjoyed it. But mm. it was like a three month, like it's a quarterly, right? Ah, okay. And I wanted something a bit more fast paced. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I moved to Brunei Times because it's daily. Yeah. And so I wanted that just a different experience. Okay. I think I've just always gone towards like, okay, where am I learning something? Mm, 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 mm. You know. Um, and so. I just want. I just always want to have different experiences, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that's what like guides me as okay, well. Yeah. So you were there when Brunei Times had to shut down. Yes. Yeah. Did, no, can, you didn't see my your famous post. crying video? Huh? No. Okay. This is the thing. Yeah. I'm so out of the loop. How did your research, man? What I, I know. I mean, like I scrolled through, but like I want to apologize in advance. Like I know there's probably some things that I should have known. That's okay. But I'm very no, like. I'm not. I'm not offended yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. No, no. In case, in case. Yeah. Because no, not just you. Because I know you have a lot of people like admiring you. I'm sorry to them too. <laughs> oh my god. See, is anyone gonna tell like in in you know like I'm really please please don't please don't ever make it seem like okay I'm like. Some, no, no, no. Know, yeah, I know you're big for my boots, yeah. kind of. No, <laughs> in the, of course but, I don't expect you to know everything. Yeah. My but dad. now looking back, how do you feel about that? The whole fiasco. How do I feel about the Brunei Times? Yeah, I think it's a shame, obviously, okay. because I think, I think it was a, it's a loss for journalism, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think it's it's important to have. A lot of different outlets, yeah. publications, yeah, of course, viewpoints. I think that Brunei Times tried when Brunei Times came along, right? Um, and Brunei Times really did change the game for journalism, journalism in yeah. Brunei mm. um, because before that, it was again not naming names, Alba, Alba. but the the their modus operandi was really just a lot of regurgitating yeah. whatever press releases or whatever, you know, mm. I was just saying, right? And the reason why journalism is so important, and I don't, and I shouldn't have to say it, but the yeah. reason why it's so important is because people in power need to be held accountable, mm. right? Mm. And so who's doing that if not for the news outlets? And if your news outlets are just going to be menyampaikan apa saja that you know yeah. the those in those positions mm -hmm. want to like trying to like some diplomatically say oh, all of this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think that yeah and and i don't know whether whether people really value that mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. right um and I think that's the thing that, yeah, that makes me sad. Because even Bernard Times, initially, they really started with trying to push the boundaries. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, it, they brought in that culture of interviewing ministers mm. and, you know, things like that. That wasn't present before VT. Yeah. And so, um, what do I want to say next about this? It's hard, like it's one of the things that I feel so much. I have about, so many feelings about it. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it gets hard to articulate mm. what it is that I want to say. Mm. Um but I think that, yeah, like it's just as time went on with Brunei Times, Jua, they were also starting to lose that edge mm. um, because, again, that the pushback yeah. of people not wanting to be held accountable at mm. is strong. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I and sometimes I wonder whether like my best friend Annie runs a scoop. Yeah. Right. And she is just 
I think she's just such a treasure to Brunei because she's really out there championing mm -hmm. like real journalism. Yeah, yeah. And um, and yeah, I, I wish there was more support for that mm. because. So did it shut down? Um, have people like? Is it official? Like the? Re I mean, it's only. I don't know if it's speculation or it's have been like stated already. Like why it really shut down? I'm not even sure if we're allowed to talk about it publicly. Well, I. All of us had to sign an NDA. Oh shit! When when we left, like when with the whole BT shutdown. Yeah. Okay. I don't even like. Is that? Is it still valid? That, Do you remember how many years? No, are you? no. Oh. I don't think there was a. I can't remember. So you can't talk about it ever. No. Okay. Which I'm like, no, I have never talked about it, and I never will. Okay. <laughs> no, but like, I don't even remember what was signed on the NDA. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah, I don't even think, I don't even know why it, it had to be, but you yeah. know what? Yeah. Like, but I mean, it already speaks volumes. The fact that you guys had to sign an NDA clearly states that it's, you know. What? What are you saying, Izzy? I don't know. <laughs> You know, at this point, I don't know. Go to Reddit if you want to know more. <laughs> I mean, there was, you know, there were people that were sharing things, right? And mm. there, there was a narrative about another country being involved yeah. you know, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but there's just, there's more layers to it. Okay. You know, it's okay. not that cut and dry. Let's uh, just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Wow. You're all. Not only you've lived so many lives, but you've you've also found yourself embroiled in like some serious like. Yeah. I mean, when that when that thing happened as well, like I think it was just you just never think you're gonna lose your job like overnight mm -hmm. like that, right? I wasn't even there. I missed it. I was. In, oh shit. I was overseas. Yeah. Um, and that's why I did I did the crying video. Um, I did a video just talking about it because I think there were a lot of people that had a lot of questions and they were you know feeling a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I did that video is I wanted there to be like space for an emotional reaction to that whole thing. Yeah. And um, I did feel like BT received such an outpouring love and support. Yeah. 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 And I loved my time at BT. I loved, I mean, I still do. Like I love all my colleagues there. Mm. Um, I think that the work of journalism is so like, you have to be a little bit different. I think to one of what the Brunei Anila, right? Like, because you work odd hours, mm. like you have to be a, a little bit different. I think to to want to be in that in that space, and so I really liked the vibe in the yeah. office. Still, it was a really yeah, it was great. But I also knew that I needed to leave, mm. even if they didn't shut down. Like I knew I needed to leave At anyway some point because there was no yeah. growth for me there okay. anymore. Mm. You know, like editing, all of that stuff. I like, just it wasn't a challenge for me. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, you have to move on. Mm. After that, you moved on to Progressive. Well, I was unemployed for yeah. eight months. Mm. <laughs> and um, and then I moved on to Progressive, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. Um, progressive Radio, specifically. Yep. Uh, they were starting all of that. Yep. You <laughs> were a the host of Tea Time. I actually it started with hot mess. Hot with, mess with Nick Klein. Oh my God, I remember now. Yes. yes. So it was hot mess. Okay. And then we did that for about a year, and then after that, um, I did my own thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was tea time. Yes. 
And I also had a podcast called yeah. How to Win. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You actually probably started it all. <laughs> a lot of people. No la. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. The I origin mean, of podcast in Brunei, guys. Yeah. Sebenarnya, how yeah. to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think who, who did the first podcast in Brunei? Was it not like the no guys idea, that had the um, reviews, like movie reviews? Popcorn. Eh, which one? I don't know. Okay. I don't know the name. And then why did you leave Progressive? I love... Mm, wow. Why did I... Okay, so the UNN transition was happening. Yep. And there was just a lot of shuffling about. Um, I was leaving... I was going to leave for New York anyway. Mm. Right? And so... Uh, when you say you were about to leave for New York, pasal the scholarship sudah ataupun balam lagi no, the scholarship's done. So that, oh, yeah, so yeah, at yeah. that point, you already, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. But at that point, COVID had not happened. Ah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to leave, like, you know, next year. Because the transition happened in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, okay, let me, what was your question again? Why did you leave? Why did I leave? Yes. <clears throat> so I felt that there was no room for me to thrive mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, um, and also the the direction that I saw that it was heading, I didn't have much faith in it. Okay. Um, and so, and also I didn't feel valued or appreciated. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, I want to go where, I want to go where people will value me, yeah. right? Like, this, yeah. that's natural. I don't want to force things. Yeah. And so with the with the transition, there was this other project that was happening. Mm-hmm. I think some people might know it as um, like people development company, DEFCO. Oh, yes, that, yes, yeah. Where um, there was an opportunity to become a coach. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was asked to uh, like to interview for that and I got it. And so initially I actually wanted to do my master's in counseling. Mm-hmm. Um just because I feel like in my life, I've always been this sort of agony aunt mm-hmm. kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, even for the scoop, like I had an, I had a oh, agony yeah, you did. aunt yeah. column yeah. called Winnie Wisdom. Mm. And, uh, and I really enjoy that kind of, how do you call it? Like not, I don't, I don't say like enjoy telling people what to do. I just enjoy hearing people like, Tell me about their problems and yeah. then we try to like work through it yeah. together. Yeah. Right. Um, and so and just in my own life, I had been doing so much healing and like inner work mm. and all that stuff. And so I yeah, I actually wanted to do that for mm. my masters. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Fulbright, it would have been difficult because I don't have the background mm. in it, right? And so and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like I mean, media, I enjoy that as well. Yeah. So um I went ahead and did my ma- like agreed to do my master's in media studies but then um there was yeah opting for coaching and yeah it's not the same as counseling but it's like there's still at the root at the root it's about like connecting with another person and um you know trying to get to a better place in your life right and so i thought okay well let's do that then Mm. right um Mm. because again that's where i get to learn something new do something different so i thought all in all that made sense for Mm. me to 
to live progressive. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned just now you the reason why it sort of resonated with you like the whole coaching thing it's because you've done a lot of healing from your past. Healing from what? Mm. Trauma? Deep deep trauma. Okay. <laughs> For a bad I... bitch, share with us what kind of traumas that actually got to you. It's hmm. well there's a a lot of things that happen in your childhood that will shape you. Okay. And as much as I would love yep. to go into detail about my childhood trauma, mm. my it's tied to like other people's lives. Okay. And I don't want to put that out there. Yeah. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, as I can say that I did go through yeah. um, deep Are trauma. You... And when that happens when you're young, mm -hmm. it really it really shapes like it's your formative years they call yes. it right yeah. and so that really shapes like who you are like as a person mm -hmm. and i think for me um it just made me really want to understand people mm -hmm. and it made me really want to understand why people are the way they are mm -hmm. why they do the things that they do mm -hmm. um why do we harm other people you mm -hmm. know things like that mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it didn't always become a become clear that like wait let's go back so yeah growing up i think like naturally because of that right that desire to like understand people i always had this kind of like wisdom about me even though i was like a teen i remember as a teenager giving advice to like people older yeah. than me mm. wow well, you know much of a story right but like I remember meeting those same friends like 20 years later and they'll say, oh, I still remember that advice mm. you gave to me. I'm like, when I was 40, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I think there was definitely some something there. Yeah. But of course you're young and it's not gonna, it's, mm. it's still very raw, whatever mm -hmm. that mm. ability is, mm. right? Um, but then like, and then as you get older, you realize like, oh, things are really not that black and white, yeah. right? Because to an extent, like you, you know, I enjoyed fixing people's problems because mm. then you get value from like, oh, I know how to fix it and I feel good about myself because I yeah. know how to, so it becomes mm. about you. Mm. So I had to learn that lesson as well that like, I, I was getting, it wasn't just about me, mm. like yes. I was also feeling like, oh, I feel good yeah. in this because I can, I can help you. And yeah. it also made me feel like I know, like I know everything, right? Mm. Mm. But you know, life will always humble you. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and as time went on, like I understood that um, that yeah things are not that black and white, and I moved away from like giving advice as a way to like fix people's lives, but instead to to hold space for the difficult things that they're going through, mm -hmm. and then to provide compassion, to have yeah. compassion, to have empathy. Mm -hmm. um, and so when that yeah. So that I think like helped me get better in in being there for people. Mm -hmm. And then I would say like 2016 was when uh what do you call that? So look like your, your dark night of the soul kind of Oof. period. We've never had that term. It's like when you go through a really difficult thing in your life. Okay. And difficult it's thing a or kind difficult of, time or phase. A difficult phase let's put okay, it that way yeah. yeah and um and and it just changes you like mm -hmm. as a person entirely right so i always say like that was a transformative time because i was um in a relationship okay at the time and and it was with someone who brought out 
all of my inner deepest trauma. fears and insecurities and all of my trauma was you know because before that i thought mm. like you know i've done a lot of the healing work you, yeah. you think you're healed right you yeah. think like oh whatever trauma that i've gone through like i'm i'm healing that but mm. it's there isn't an end point for that i know we we like to imagine that like oh i'm healed and i don't have to think about yeah, it anymore we've gone through that but life did all the work is yeah but yeah. life is complicated and there's and as it gets more complicated your unhealed inner wounds mm. are going to be much um if you imagine the scab at the much i'm kind of yeah what do you call that scratch like you basically scratch that yeah. that scab right yeah. and and things that are going to happen and i think it's like there's a saying as well that until you learn the lesson you're going to keep being given the same test like again and again yeah. and so i was really tested in that relationship mm -hmm. because i had chosen someone who was just you know red flags all around mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong i i love him with my full heart i yeah. still do you still do because it's yeah but not like i want to be with him yeah, 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 yeah just yeah, like okay. i you i care. love him for what we went through together um and i love him for the way that he, he loved me okay and however it was he mm. tried he was just you broken know. you feel like yeah okay he was he was broken too yeah yeah he was broken do and you are you okay sharing like some of the things that what he did that made you for me i think the thing that was triggering was that the inconsistency you know um and then me choosing to still be in that kind of situation one of the things that real i realized yeah. from being with him that i had a pattern of choosing well it was emotionally unavailable mm -hmm. but i had a pattern of choosing someone where i felt i had to earn their love mm. and obviously like that's going to be rooted in whatever trauma you carry where you feel like if you were a child and you didn't receive that kind of love from your immediate caretakers yeah. right you're gonna feel like you have to earn it because mm. you just never received it mm. you had to earn that feel like you have to earn that love which by right all of us mm. should automatically have yeah. right, just by virtue of being born mm. um but yeah so i was choosing relationships whereby i felt like i had to earn mm. someone's love because that was what was familiar yeah you know um not because consciously in my mind the person that wants the best for me mm -hmm. like obviously you don't want that but that's just what you go to because that's what you know yeah and and it's it's a trap yeah <laughs> And so I had to really confront that in in this relationship with him. Damn. Yeah. Is that why? But it was it was hard because it was a lot of like again all the fears about yourself being unlovable, all those things, all of that was coming up, right? Mm. Because on your own, you can think that you're healed, but once you and it depends where your trauma is. For me, it comes up in romantic relationships a lot mm. of the time, like and. Um, because that's where you are most seen, yeah. I imagine, yeah. right? And so, yeah, like I had to confront a lot of that. And that was a very, very like deep, a lot of, I was crying a lot of the time around that time. Mm. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of crying. Yeah. And, but I also had to learn to do that because I never really let myself cry mm. before that. I think in this relationship, I cried every day while still being with him or <laughs> yeah it was very on and off you know okay. um mm. and 
and I just came to terms with like a different level of being, which was like learning to allow learning how to it's just started this journey of learning how to like love myself and it brought in a, a lot of spirituality as well yeah. but i would say yeah that was a really transforming time and the years following that mm. it was constant upheaval in my life it yeah. was constantly being put starting from 2016 that relationship and then Bruno time shut down and then it was just i was constantly being thrown into oh. new environments right it was just a very steep learning curve mm. of how do I come out of this as a better person? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So now we've managed to unlayer that bad bitch thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think like when people think of someone who's like a, a bad bitch, right? Mm. It's not like you've led, led some sort of perfect life. Yeah. It's your very imperfect life. Yeah. And yeah. how you have risen above that, mm. that's what makes you yeah. a bad bitch, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you think like the reason why people like to um, portray themselves as bad bitches doesn't matter if it's like on purpose or like macam just subconsciously is because they have a lot of, they're damaged. <laughs> I think that yeah, for sure that sometimes it's a, it's almost like a, a call to to snap out of it, right? It's like it's an inner inner language thing where you like, how do you build yourself up? Mm, how do you mm. feel better about yourself? How do you mm. instill confidence yeah. in yourself? Mm. And so definitely see a lot of like young girls talking about that. Mm. And the thing is, yeah, everybody has insecurities, mm. right? Mm. Like. And I think that is the, what's the word? Um, the fallacy of when we look at someone and you think they're so confident, right? Like, of course, they also have insecurities. Yeah. You know, I have my days where I'm like, I can't connect with a part of me that's empowered because I have depression sometimes, oh. you know? Um, it tends to be related to like during my period, so okay. like PMS related depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes it comes and goes as it pleases. Mm. And that's only happened to me more, more like as I got older. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes like that is the thing that you have to remind yourself, like to remind yourself who you are yeah. and that you are a bad bitch. Yes. You've got to, you know, mm. to get into that, that space as well. But sometimes yeah. it's just not accessible to you. Yep. And yeah. when that happens, then you kind of be like, okay, it's okay. I can be a sad bitch today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's you can fine. take off days from... Yeah. yeah. Like you're not going to be that all the time. Mm. But even when you're not that, you're still that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right? <laughs> yes. Like it's just... It's... Um, yeah. It's part of you. Yeah. That It's like, you know, you want to put it... Tapi you can see it. If you feel like it, you can, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, when you ask that question, I'm like, is that something that people think? This is like, oh, all these bad bitches are actually just like insecure. Mm. But everybody is insecure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what makes you more than that, what makes you the bad bitches is just like, yes. Mm. And this is one, of, this is the work that I'm doing. Yep. To like overcome that. Yeah. It's also similar to like when people say, oh, Sianoni, he's so nice. She's so kind. But in my head, everyone's nice. But nice people are capable of doing bad things too, mm, you know? Right. I mean, that whole difference between nice and kindness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, but at the same time, people who are kind can are also capable of... I just think that it's not black and white. You no, know? of course. It's like today you wake up, you decide to do something good. But tomorrow yeah. something might flip and like, yeah, I'm going to kill someone. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we all have to have more compassion mm. that everyone is going through things. Yeah. 
And I think we all need to understand that we are all a product of the life that we have had, mm -hmm. right? If mm -hmm. I lived your entire life experience, then mm -hmm. I would be like you, yeah. right? It's yeah. just, you know, and I think a lot of where there's a lot of tension is when people want you to be like them. Mm. But I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not you, yeah. right? And they want you to think like them. Yeah. And, yeah. and to me, I gained a lot of peace once I allowed people to just be who they are right mm. and that comes with also having healthy boundaries yeah because only if you don't have healthy boundaries do you yes, need someone to be something to you that they're not yeah right mm. but if you're like if you're good if you love yourself then why are you mad about what other people need to True. need to be and need to do yeah you know i have one question but before i get to that question i want to ask you one last time before we move on from that uh relationship that you had mm. um i know people who are in relationships who cannot see that that relationship or that person that they're with is bad for them mm. because they're so like deep in love that they choose to put a blindfold on as long as they're with that person they're okay so like what was the moment for you when you realized that because like you said like you love that person can what was the moment for you was there anybody like telling you like, hey, you know what, are you, are you being Everybody. stupid? Everybody <laughs> was telling you. Yeah, but when did you finally listen to your voice that, you know what, as much as you love this guy, like as much as you know how much it's going to pain you, like you'll, you, today's the day that you have that conversation. So all of my friends definitely were like, girl. And I think we've all been that person for our friends as well, where you're like, girl stop and i think that as much as we want to save our friends we also have to recognize everyone is an adult and everyone has to live their lives and make, make their, their own, own mistakes, mistakes right yeah <laughs> and just like and just be there for them like try to be not judgmental about it did you feel like your friends were that or did you feel like they oh were, yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. gave you the space yes okay like if I had judgmental friends, they would not be my friends, okay. you know, because I'm not going to surround myself with people that are going to be like judgy. Yeah. You know, mm. um, but I think yeah, the best thing that you can do if you love your friend, mm. just show them you love them. Show them what it what it looks like. This is what love looks like. This yeah. is what love should feel like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but ultimately, like, yeah, just just be there for them mm. when they need you mm. without. Yeah. Like judging why they're in this situationship or relationship or whatever, mm, right? Mm. And so, like for me, like yeah, it needed to end anyway because he left. And there was obviously like some part of me, mm. some part of me that was hoping that he would come back. Um, that carried on for some time, but then like you just kind of just get on with it mm. and you just get used to because we stayed in touch and then we would still fight mm. you know and it's just like oh, you know oh, and now like i don't even get to have the fun part where mm. you're here with yeah. me so like why exactly right yeah. um but even then like so there was a point where we didn't talk for like over a year mm. but you know like it's and the meaning Oh wow! No, cause like so I know like macam there there's a saying like macam uh, from my female friends like guys they know when you're about to move on. Yes. They'll 
Yeah. They have that radar. Like, oh, wait, wait, she's going to forget me. Hold on. Let me, yeah. like, pop back in. Oh, absolutely. Knock, knock. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, I do think that we have, like, a special radar. There's something. Because it's not just him. I do it, too. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> because, and he's very respectful. Mm. At the end of the day, like, I think I really just liked him as a person. Yeah. But we were just so incompatible mm. because of, whatever, our own, yeah, our own issues, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so... As we stayed friends, mm. like it just, and he was also, you know, doing a lot of that kind of, you know, inner work. Yeah. So we were, we both grew a lot, like separately. Mm. And I was able to just really, uh, you know, when you love someone, you love them. Mm. And if you can't be with them in that way. Yeah. And for me, I think I was able to have the capacity to, like, okay, it's okay that we're not together. It's okay that we, you know, but. I just really appreciate and enjoy you as a person. Mm. And it's nice to still, you know, have you in my life to talk about things. Because then we're friends as mm. well, right? Mm. Um, but there was a time when I got to New York, there was a time when I'm like, mm, I could feel like it was getting in the way a little bit. Because if I was lonely, if I was, you know, I would just like reach out to him. Oh. And so how do I... How can I make space for someone new to come along? Yeah. If like he's still holding that space. Yeah, yeah. And so I told him, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need to, you know. Oh. And he's again always responsible. He's like, yeah, he backed off. Okay. Um I think like six months later, me But you know what's weird? I I texted him, right? And he and he happened to be in the US at the time. Okay. That's not where that's not where he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the fact that He's I there. knew yeah. energetically yeah. that he was in the same country as oh me. Oh my god! You know, it's like little things like that. I'm yeah. like, how did I know? So I think that there is something like, like maybe soul wise, there's a tether there yeah, yeah, yeah. in some way. Yeah. Um, but I fully, 150% know that he's not someone I want to be with okay. anymore. Mm. You know, and it just took me learning about what what i really do want to feel you know mm. what what would make me happy yeah um what kind of partner do i really want mm. um and just knowing that well it doesn't fit his profile mm. and so that's when i really accepted like oh yeah it's yeah. not him yeah you know and i really wanted it to be him mm. i just some some do i do somewhat you know oh. like you know when you just want it so bad yeah yeah and and what I've learned since then is when you want something that badly, like, it's, there is something unhealthy there, right? Like Because it's not happening, bro. but you still want it. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I've, I've really learned to just, like, never, ever, like, force things. Mm. And to just be graceful with, like, trusting, you know, trusting Allah's plans. Allah knows best. Yeah. Right? And so, but at the time, it was just like, why? Why isn't he the one? Mm. Like, why can't you make him the yeah. one, you know? And now I'm just like, thank God. Thank okay. God he was, he, thank God he didn't stay. Thank, it was all of those feelings. Mm. And it's just, you just have to lean into trusting and not not holding on to what's not for you. At yeah, because it's so hard, right? When you're in that moment and you and you just... Like, I've also experienced, like, macam moments where I feel like, is this it? Like, is this it? Like, is this, like, mm. macam why is where are things not happening, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, macam why, like, some friendships or some relationships are not working, like, right now. Because you're in that moment. And then, months or years later, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
right? It's yeah. just so crazy. It's like, thank God all of those relationships in the past did not work out. Yeah. Like, I have no regrets over any of them, but mm. I'm also really glad that they didn't work out, yeah. you know? So, so, yeah. But I think it's just, I'm at a place right now where I just really want to just appreciate people as, as who they are. Okay. Right? Mm. So. Do you find dating in Brunei hard? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. What question is he? Yeah. Or do you or do you take that question as dating in general? Dating in general is okay. hard. But dating okay. in Brunei is even harder. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't even think about it at this point. Okay. When I'm in Brunei, it's like, no, I date when I travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that says a lot. Oh. Brunei does not equate to dating. <laughs> I think, like, for one thing, I'm a big girl, yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's be real here, like the fat, the fat phobia mm -hmm. is rampant. Um, and so I knew, like, again, growing up, I've always been on the on the chubbier side. Okay. Right. Mm. Like, but yeah. I forced it. <laughs> you forced it? Or well, I mean, I was really, like, working hard, uh, like, okay. at it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm. Um, but I just, that's another level of, like, the dating and acceptance kind of thing, with the weight stuff. Mm. Because you just feel like, well, who's gonna love me yeah. being at this weight, mm. right? Um, I don't operate in that kind of like thinking mm -hmm. um but i am very aware of like what generally is like desired yeah especially like the brunayane mm. uh, also i'm tall yeah mm. and, you are actually really tall <laughs> yeah. and i i don't want to date someone shorter <laughs> so that already limits yes. right like i don't want to date someone shorter yeah and like a lot of men are there want a thin lady. Mm. And so much of a clash, ba? Huh? Yeah. Oh, ba. So, of course, dating here is going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, you mentioned just now, like, uh, you don't operate with thinking, like, macam, in terms of appearances, like, mm. when you said that. So, I, I want to I wanna take this opportunity to, like, um, maybe ask if you have any... I hate the, you, to use the word advice, tapi macam okay advice, because I can't think of any better word now okay. for women who are feeling like they are valued based on their appearance. How do you think they can find that inner voice to be completely what accepting of themselves right. more? Yeah, that's and a great, that's yeah. a great question. Also, yes. I have a follow-up to that. The follow-up is like, how do you balance that with making sure you're also healthy? Because a lot of conversations, especially in the Western world, it's like people can't find the balance between body positivity, sorry if I'm using the word wrongly, mm. and health. Mm. Yeah, so if you can also, because I'm also genuinely curious. Um, I think a lot of the young women have kind of, I, my hope, I feel like, I feel like Gen Z is such a special generation. Mm. And I really um, hope that they're moving away from because that of their kind of or what? archaic thinking. Mm. Please don't use wokeness. Like. Uh. Oh my God, do it. Be, can I buy wrong to work? It's just like, just the word Am woke. I using it wrong? No, but like there's a whole discourse around the word woke okay. that I will... I would rather not go into it. not go into it here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what was I saying about like younger girls? I think a lot of women now are 
starting to hopefully to see that that this is a scam yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like of course we all want to look good mm -hmm. and feel good mm -hmm. like that's understandable mm -hmm. but to only have your value to be based on your looks mm -hmm. it's it's, it's, a, it's a scam. It's a scam for you to keep spending your money okay. on things that will make you look or feel that way or whatever, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But again, it's like, it's not fair, I think, to put all of that on the woman job because it is a societal thing, right? To value women based on the way that they look. That mm -hmm. has been the way for a long time. Yeah. But I think that things are changing mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. um, as for me, like... Yeah, I grew up, my older sister was the, you know, just conventionally beautiful, all around, mm -hmm. just stunner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And growing up with her, again, just being very aware, like, I was the bida one, right? <laughs> you know? No, yeah. I, I kid you not. Like, mm -hmm. once I remember I went to uh, my mom's office and I met a lady there and my mom introduced, I was like, I don't know, I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I was still maybe like 11 or something. Mm -hmm. And then my mom introduced me to her and she looks at me and she was like, Oh, Siriana, my kaka, Siriana lawa. Yeah. So things like that, you in know. In front of you. In front of me, yeah. And so, like, I definitely didn't really have much vanity. I didn't really care about my looks growing up, to be honest. Um, and so. Like, I think there was a time, I think once, once I hit my teens, I think it was my kaka as well. She was like, when? <laughs> like, do you want to try lipstick? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like 12. I'm just like, all right, I'll try mm, lipstick. Mm. And it's fun. Makeup is fun. Mm, mm. Um, and, I re and I really got into it. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's a lot of joy in wanting to, I think it comes down to taking care of yourself. Okay. Right? Like, what does, what makes you feel good is the way that you're investing care in the mm. way that you look mm. and so i'm absolutely an advocate for that mm -hmm. but like for for women that feel like their only value is in that mm. like that's just not true right mm -hmm. like you've got to find what are the other things mm. like to me i'm glad that you know i was perceived as like bida because then i just i really built on this personality mm. right mm. i'm like okay it's all right mm. like i have other things you know going for me um but I don't know, like, if I want to give advice, like, my my answer to everything is, like, you've, you have to learn to love yourself. And I know that's a very abstract thing. Mm. And that's not, like, it's, it's not something that, it's a journey that you have yeah. to be on, right? Yeah. You have to actively want to push back mm. against this kind of societal pressure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you have to surround yourself with people who also don't value that in you. Mm -hmm. Like they have to also value you in other ways. Yeah. If you are only around people that value you for the way that you look, mm -hmm. then there's no escaping that, right? Mm -hmm. How do you then build, design your life so that there's more to you than your looks? Mm -hmm. You know? Does that make sense? It depends on if people who feel that way can take that. But I feel like to me, it makes sense. Mm. Like, obviously, like, because I wanted to come from you because obviously, like me as a man, I can't 
give women advice, right? right? What place do I have? But like, I really appreciate that you said that because I think also... Like, do it from a place of joy yeah. and love. Mm. If it starts to feel like, oh, I have to, oh, I can't go out the house mm. without makeup on, yeah. then you're already like... It's all about the energy that's present there with you, right? If it's restrictive, if you feel like you have to like shrink yourself, you know, if you are... Yeah, if you get the sense that like everything is tightening up mm. internally... Mm as you're doing all of this stuff, then you're not happy. Then mm -hmm. you don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Right? You have to feel, it has to come from a place of like, yeah, yeah. feeling good mm -hmm. and doing it out of, for love for yourself, yes. not because of what other people yeah. expect you to be. Mm. Yeah. I, it took me a while to, for me personally as well, like it took me a while to finally like, um, find it within me to accept and be okay with how I am being perceived physically. Because, like, um, back then, like, I also was not, like, Chana, like, I think similar to you, I also have, like, a lot of issues. And one of them is definitely, like, macam me questioning, like, oh, am I good looking enough? Like, mm. I was very shallow back then. Like, mm. you know, I would, like, macam, because I have very sensitive skin. So it was easy for me to break out. And then okay. my gigi lusungang before I wore braces. Mm, mm, mm. So people will make fun of my gigi, yeah. called me Bucks Bunny. They called me si gigi sungang. Yeah, like, yeah. and this was also like when I was a kid. So that affected my self-esteem a lot. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like, macam sudah temuka bida. Like, gigi lagi, macam bisa ni usul kwa ni. Macam larap lah, yeah, growing up. But, um... I think recently as well, like, macam, after my skin slowly cleared up and then, like, I had braces on, um, even when I was wearing braces, I, I it was still really hard for me to, like, macam, I was trying to understand why looks mattered so much to me. Mm. And I think a lot of it, obviously, um, comes in our natural behavior as human beings to compare ourselves to other people mm. and the media that we consume. We're always mm. seeing gorgeous people on the television, yeah. always like... Well, the... that's who gets attention, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's... And from that, you have power. Yes, yeah. So and you kind of also... There's, there's a lot of privilege that. with yeah. being, being lawa, you yes. know. Like, I've, I have been thin and perceived as pretty by people mm. before. Mm. Like, I have existed in that form yeah. in my life. yeah. But the thing is, and this is why I say it's a scam, mm. even then, I was still so critical about mm. the way I looked. It's not like I looked at me like, finally, kurus, kulawa, you know, like, no, yeah, you're yeah. still so critical. Yes. I was in my 20s and I was still fussing about my body so much, mm. about just like, you know, and so like, Indajua, you, you're still not at peace with yourself, mm. right? Mm. So really, it's about inside, inside rather than yeah. like what's going on in your mind yes rather than if you think anything external is going to change mentally yeah. how you how you feel about your body yeah. like i don't i don't know if that's true mm. when you said that much i'm like it matters who you surround yourself with mm. i think recently because i've been sur surrounding myself with like amazing friends who see me more than how I see myself, mm. I think that finally also helped me truly see myself. Yeah. Like, I sometimes I'm like, oh man, it takes other people to see me. Borta, I can see myself. Like, mm. it's sad, but like, it's also like a journey I feel like most people have to go through, which is why it's very important to like 
choose people who choose you for you. Yeah. You know? Go where you are loved. Go where you are loved. Yeah. yeah. Go where you're appreciated. Yeah. Right? So Again, like the mantra, don't force it. If yeah. they don't love you, like, okay, just leave. Go yeah. Go. Leave. Exactly. Yeah. Find someone who does. Because I promise you, there are people out there who will love you. Yes. In whatever way, mm. right? When I first heard about self love, like concept of self love, I'm just like, of course I love myself, mm. right? Like, it's. It's still very abstract. I think a lot of people know the term, but like, what does it really yeah, mean yeah. to practice self-love day in and day out? And that takes work, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of one of the things I'm um, I'm going to do a little shout out for my oh, upcoming yes. upcoming venture. Oh. Go ahead. Which is Utaraku, which yeah. is like a community based, mm. a, a collective offering emotional uh, wellness mm-hmm. through community based care. Mm-hmm. Right. And so one of the things is, yeah, when I said about having to surround yourself with people who will appreciate you and feel the same way, that's kind of what I want to carve out with yeah, this space, you know, yeah. of just trying to find more like minded people who want to practice more kindness and, you know, love and care in their yeah, lives. Yeah. Uh, but not everybody has that or and and sometimes I think that's why they're they're so unhappy. Yeah. You had another question, right? Oh, I have multiple questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, tapi to to uh, to follow up with the question yang from apa tu? Yang tadi pasal self love tu. Yeah. There's also a conversation on how do you balance um, body positive bo- body positivity and health. Body positivity and health. Yeah, how that's, do you That's funny that you asked that because yeah. what is the difference? I okay, so Like why are those not like are those two things incongruent? Like what is it? Okay, let me try and articulate it as the best as I can okay and I want to apologize in advance if I'm not putting this out or saying it properly it's okay, it's okay. don't worry we're yeah. safe I know I know yeah, but just in case other people because sometimes the palm context you know sure. so, suddenly there's a headline that says easy is like whatever fat shaming yeah so much like, okay because okay um, there is a huge importance in balance right so how when when talking about like macam body positivity and being happy with yourself how can one make sure that they're not overly indulging in being happy because it can be what does that mean overindulging okay, and so being happy I, I hate okay so i like i hate to make this comparison but like i just want to use an example right mm-hmm. so food can make someone happy Mm-hmm. But if they can, with. yeah. So if they can uncontrollably, uncontrollably mm-hmm. obviously it can make you gain weight, and it can also give you multiple like, diseases, lah. Okay. Um. The whole. So you basically you're asking like, yes. Yeah. You you should be happy with yourself. Yes. But at what point, like, do you have to worry about your health because now you're too fat? Mm-hmm. That's what you're really asking. Let's yeah. let's give some background context first to what okay. the body positivity movement is, okay. right? Maybe also so I'm it was not, actually yeah. formed out of uh, marginalized women of color, who uh, because again, like when you think of what is the considered like the ideal physicality or like yeah. beauty, it's like a thin beauty white standard, woman, yeah. right? It's a thin mm. white woman, mm. and so the body positivity movement was born out of that of out of marginalized women of color, mm-hmm. and um, and it was. You know, really just about trying to create a space whereby, like, you can love yourself no matter what your size is. It's yeah. just, you know, it's a fairly simple thing. Mm-hmm. Trying to create, like, love and appreciate. Because, again, you know, society um, is not very kind to fatness, right? Yeah. And, again, there's a lot of fat phobia. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there are a lot of thin people that also eat Have a lot busy, of, yeah. that, you know, again, because bodies are just different, right? And there are a lot of things that contribute to that. And, and I'm not, I, sometimes I feel like I can't be asked to have to talk about this and have to kind of like validate my existence. You know, I'm just not interested. Yeah. Like if you hate fat people, then stay away from me, oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and so this kind of conversation that when people you try and bring up like, is there too much? How can there be too much body positivity? Mm -hmm. How can you feeling good about yourself be bad? Be a bad thing, right? And if you want to talk about like, yeah, like karang macam karang lampo, okay lampo lah, right? Because mm -hmm. again, like you don't know my health situation. You've purely assumed that because of fatness. Mm -hmm. But again, like there are so many people that out there that are overweight and are healthier than underweight people yep. or even healthier than like whatever supposedly normal size is. So it, I'm just tired of the discourse. And, mm -hmm. and I get that like for some people, this might be new to them. But for me, like, again, because I've been, you know, like, I used to call it, like, Jenna Jackson um, syndrome, where, like, I'm scajap kuro, scajap, scajap you know? Yeah. Um, but I've been, like, fat for a while already, and, and I understand why my body is, like, the way it is. Would I like to be thinner? Yes. Only because it's just easier. Mm -hmm. Because the world is designed mm -hmm. to be, like, for thin people. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, on some level, like, yes, yeah, sure. If mm. I could, I would, right? Um, but at the same time, like, I still exist as I am. Yes. And I really like me, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I really like my life journey. Mm. I really appreciate everything that I went through to get to where I am today. Mm. And so how can I separate, like, oh, you know, I'm so proud of everything I've achieved. Mm. You know, like... How can I separate that mm. when that's been part of the journey as well? Mm -hmm, I think mm. a lot of people like to make this much. I'm like, eh, tapi, you know. But to me, I want to accept all of it. I appreciate my body for everything that it's done for me. Yep. Um, and that's how I choose to exist. Mm. And if people are going to be mad about that, then, you know, examine your own inner... Yes. Like, because... And, I, and I've been in this situation before where I remember much I'm looking at people, this is before... You know, I I made peace back when I was still like a, a judge bitch, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And you would see someone like walking around with confidence. You'd be mm. like, "Each one of you confidence, you beat oh, but, oh my god! You know, yeah. like let's be real. A yeah, lot yeah. of us have said that. Mm. And what I discovered was the reason why I thought that way was because I didn't learn how to love myself. Like mm. in my head, I think I look better than you, oh. but I'm not confident. Yeah, yeah. So how can you be confident? Yeah. How dare you be confident? Wow. When, yeah, yeah when yeah. I, I think I look better, mm. I'm, I'm kudos, I'm all that yep. stuff. Yep. But I still hate myself. Mm. I still struggle with my body image every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why I really am not, I don't really care for anyone who wants to criticize, like, you know, and I know there have been people out there and I'm like, eh, mm. like, as if, like, I don't get to have an opinion or things, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. there are people that try to dismiss me because of my fatness. And it's like, well, Okay, I mean, again, you you do you, but just, like, stay away from me, mm. right? Mm. And check yourself. Yeah. Because if I'm here minding my business, loving myself, makes you mad, why? Yeah. Why are you mad, boo? Yeah. Why? So. Oh, my God. Yeah.
Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, because like this is the thing, right? Macham, sometimes I live in like a bubble that I am very like ignorant or oblivious to all of the things that are happening around me because yeah. like it's it's not happening to me which is why like i really appreciate when we get to have conversations like this and yeah. i do also want to apologize if like it crossed a boundary or yeah. like triggered something mm -mm. but then again yeah but like i it's just something that i guess like i have never really vocalized yeah because i know that it just creates so much discourse of like people who you know People who have or are very vocal yeah, with their fat yeah, phobia will have yeah. things to say. Mm. And I just don't want to be in that energetic yeah, space, no. you know, with them. But another thing I actually wanted to add on as well is like, yeah, in my head, right? Because you're taught that when you're fat, like you're unlovable, mm. that you're undesirable, yeah, all of those things. Yeah. Like, I was surprised. But like in New York, still dating hotties, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. even my, and the thing is that it makes you feel so like, huh, like, does this gorgeous mm. man want to date me? Like, mm -hmm. you're, it's, you feel like something, no, this can't, this can't be right because of how, how were, much it's so yeah. drilled in that you are not lovable, lovable, yeah. right? That, yeah. And even all the time, whenever you see like a fat woman in a happy relationship with a gorgeous man, people never believe it. It's like, yeah. no. Mm. Sometimes even I'm just like, how you know because you're just taught that so mm. much but interestingly i think the thing is i know that there are men out there that do like a bigger a bigger woman right? yeah but because there's like so much shame around it they can't even be free no to like mm, you know mm, mm, because or whatever peer pressure mm, right mm, 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 mm. but i know they're there they be sending me they be in my dms Ooh. you know but <laughs> yes. my point is like yeah it's just it's just not true yeah, so yeah there are people that will find you desirable however you look yep just go to where you're wanted yes there you go yeah thank you so much for sharing all of that really uh, you're welcome yeah thank you for um <laughs> creating the space for me to just rant like that. <laughs> now we can talk about the fun stuff. Oh, okay. okay? Yeah. Fun stuff, right? Yes. Oh, my God. You mean this hasn't been fun? It has been fun. Let's talk about, like, something lighter. Lighter, okay. Like, I'm already sweating. Um, okay, so you just got back from New York. Yes. And I know you posted a video. Yeah. Everyone's been asking, but you know, I'm going to save you the trouble because you've already okay. said that in your video. Mm. Um, I want to get into um, Gout Gal and Utaraku. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gout Gal. Gout Gal. Like, oh, like bad gal. Misty. Bad okay. Gal Riri, right? <laughs> so okay. This, yeah. Okay, bah. Please do share us. Um, so yeah, so Gal Gal is uh, for my creative, I call it my creative brand. Okay. So it's for my creative projects. Mm. Um, and I gave it that name because, you know, just because, again, like I, I like to do things on my own terms. Mm. So much I'm right? And I thought it was funny. And mm. I just thought like, you know what? Yeah, I'm Gal. And, and that has, that has given me like the opportunity to really see things in a different way mm. um and i think i bring something different to the table yes. because of all of my life experiences mm. and because of my gaultness yeah so gaul gaul. yeah um and so the yeah so the idea with that is to do like all my creative stuff so i want to okay. do documentaries yes um i have a tv series that i'm writing um on 
polygamy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to do like a like a live special at some point. Okay. Um, there's just there's a, there's a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just one person, so okay. I think since I got back, I'm just like, ah, oh, like I've just been, and again, I'm not very structured or disciplined person as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, those are those are the few things that, some of the things that I, I want to work on. Which one are you most excited about? I don't know. I love all of them. Pick one. I really do. If you were put on the spot to like pick one that you get to do right now, I think the one that's most important to me is the TV series on okay. on polygamy. Mm. I think so. Back when I was at Brunei Times, um, I was asked to write a series of feature articles, mm -hmm. and I chose polygamy. I wanted to, mm. I wanted to understand um, a little bit more about it. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, and I wrote, I did a lot of research. I interviewed so many people, like, you know, first wives, second wives, women in waiting to be second or third wives, uh, some in successful, like, like where they all get along, yeah, you know, yeah. but some that's also like not. Mm. Um, I didn't get to talk to that many men. Oh. <laughs> mm. uh, from, I, I love that laugh. <laughs> Not a lot of men ready to talk about why they want to have so many wives. Um, and I also, I also talked to the children. Like it was, yeah, I talked to Sharia Court. Wow. I, I really did a lot of research. And it was going to be an eight-part series. Okay. And um, just talking about like the, the different the different aspects of it, right? Mm. And so, and they knew that I was writing this. I had the green light for it. But then, when it came time to... Oh, okay. When you said they, it's like the... The editors. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But then when it came time to run it, they were like, oh, this is... this is." The thing is, they didn't even read it. They just thought, oh, polygamy, you know what? It's too sensitive. And I'd done all that work, mm -hmm. right? And this was, yeah, 20, 2015, 2016. Oh, when you were in Anula, BT. Yeah. And, you know, all of those stories have stayed with me all mm -hmm. these years. Mm -hmm. And... I just, like, I knew I had to do something with it. So when I was in New York, so I was doing my master's in media studies. Yeah. And so um, one of the classes I did was, like, doc a documentary-related one. So it mm. started out initially with the idea of it being a documentary. Mm. Um, but then as time went on and I did other classes, I was just like, actually, you know what? I think this would be a really good TV show. Yeah. And so for me, what I want to... Why I want to talk about polygamy, right, is that... Look, let's be real. Like the the way that this right for men to have up to four wives, the way that that is protected, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Tapi, like, how do we bring it then mm -hmm. into this twenty first century? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. How can we approach polygamy in a way whereby everybody wins? Mm -hmm. So that's what this TV series ah, is going to So explore. fictional, inspired by true events, or because it's a series, right? It's uh, it's both. Okay. okay. Some part of it is embellished. Yeah. You know, but it is like loosely based. Okay. On, on yeah. I got to win. Yeah. For our. So that's state. very close to my heart. But yeah. so I've actually like I've I've done the I've written the pilot script. I've done the pilot episode for it. Um, the idea was actually to start trying to like shop shop around you know um 
but yeah i i don't know like i i still the the, re the rest of the episodes have not been fully written yet but the, the structure is, is already there. there yeah yeah um the story in its entirety is already there mm. and i just i guess i haven't figured out whether is this something i just want to like sell the script right and have someone else do it or most likely what it is going to be is no i have to be the producer for it this is my story this is like it's so close to my heart yeah but I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not okay. there yet where I'm ready to like carry out a film production, okay. like a, a whole thing. Mm. Um, and yeah, so but that that that's definitely on on the cards, wow. hopefully in the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so exciting! And I think On it's an interesting, all the other and it's an interesting subject, Ross. Yeah, because yeah. you know, polygamy gets people heated. Yes. Right. Yep. And rightfully so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, because ultimately, what it, what I you know what I learned from it was that sebenarnya, like polygamy and it could work for some people. Yep. Right. Mm. But because there is, it's so taboo, and it's funny that it's a taboo because mm -hmm. it's perfectly legal, oh. right? But because it's so taboo, no one gets the space to really like explore that, oh. right? But I understand why it's taboo yeah. because the way that it's carried out at is the women are so unprotected, mm. right? Like, okay, of course, yeah, the men have the right, but mm. it doesn't stop there. Mm. Like you have your duty as well to your wives and that's where there's a fall off. And then no one is protecting the women. Like, mm. you know, the men put your right to have the wives that took in a jaga, tapi the women's rights to be looked after, in mm. jaga, right? There's no accountability there. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's why that creates so much like tension, you know. But yeah, anyway, you have to save it for the <laughs> save it for the series. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's but that's so kind of the root of like what I discovered yeah. when I was doing all of my research. Wow, you know, yeah, is that yeah actually yeah like. And it also made me rethink a lot about our ideas of love mm. and loving just like one person only, you know, um, like we're taught that our value lies in whether we can find someone who's going to love us like entirely. Yeah. And we also look for a partner that's going to be everything yeah. for us. Right. Yeah. We want all of it in one person. Mm. And um, and I just don't know if that's that realistic for everybody. Yeah. You know, for some people, yes, they found it yeah, wonderful. Yeah. You're so oh. lucky, mm. you know, but for other people, it's like, well, you know, what if I love more than one person? Yeah. Does that reduce the value of that one person over? The, you know what I mean? Like, let's say. Uh, OK, obviously, as a woman, like I can't, but just being casually right, like, let's say I do love two people and like that just because i fall in love with someone else that first person still has value to me mm. but because you know we've designed it in a way that like romantic love has to only be one person that's the narrative it mm. only has to be one person mm. right um it just doesn't yeah it just makes and it's it's so hard for us because we feel like oh if we don't meet that right it's like if when your husband cheats on you or something yeah. right you feel like oh it's a failure like i did Oh. And this is not me pro yeah. men cheating. Yeah. Let's be very no, no. clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what's happening here. Mm. But it's it's never about your value at all, right? But because we tie it to that, then it creates so much em emotional trauma as well from it, you know? Mm. And so what this show wants to do really is examine even the thinking behind mm. this idea that um, monogamy is is the only way to be. You know?
but how also how to do it in a way that is more like community minded yeah you know yeah. like if let's say i was going to be in this kind of situation like i would never want to be with a man like if his wife was not okay with it mm. right that's yeah. just not no, but sometimes let's and this is the thing that's funny, because there are women as well who've been married a while. They'd be like, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, get him off my back. Oh, my, right. Yeah. Like I'm tired of this man. Yeah. I wouldn't mind sharing him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There are some people yeah. that are serious like that. Um, I mean are serious about it in that way. And and so that's why I just I just think it's yeah, it's so interesting. There's so much that's unexplored Damn. in in that dynamic. Very interesting. That is very, very interesting. Like, I feel like this can even, like, as a topic of discussion in an episode by itself, will, like, definitely mm. be, can talk for hours about this. Because now you've got my curiosity peak. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Well, I can't give it all away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk more. You want, off. you will be, oh. you will be the first person to interview me when this, when that show okay. comes out. Okay. Promise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> HBO Max. Okay, that's the goal. That's the goal. HBO Max. Uh, it that's Max saja. I don't want to let go of the HBO yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> HBO is in itself. Yeah. Tapi in this region, masaja lagi HBO Go. Dan. Go is different. Yeah, but it's yeah. still under the parent. <laughs> well, you know, it depends. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what region, Max even yeah. looks like okay, in the yeah, next yeah. few years, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, oh, that so, is my yeah. top tier. I love. Oh my, that's my God. favorite streaming platform. We are we are working towards there. Yeah, we we're manifesting. It's happening. It is. Mm. It's already happened. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's already happened. Yeah. It's just timing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing us your plans. That's really exciting. Oh yeah. So yeah. So that that's Gal Gal. Yeah. Um. And again, that's just one of the things. Yeah. Utaraku, you said was um, like a community, like a safe place. Yeah. So with Utaraku, like so again, like part of you know the the tumultuous last seven years I've had. It's mm. been seven years. Yeah. Um, and as I said, there was a lot of spiritual growth happening mm -hmm, mm -hmm. around that time as well. And I really had to like put a magnifying glass onto my own um, bad behaviors. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a temper. Ooh. I grew up, you know, when you grow up in a household where there's just a lot of anger, right? That's how we all, like, I think a lot of households in Brunei is like that, oh. right? Where we only know how to express our emotions through anger. Through anger. <laughs> and, and so like, I think for me, I didn't I didn't realize how um how my anger was then harmful mm. to people around me right because again it's only the closest people to you as well that gets the wrath of it yeah it's benarnya, yep. you know like to everyone else I'm just like oh, like, oh yeah. so oh, sweet Papi. <laughs> like actually yeah like I I definitely had a temper much I'm when I meet people who know me now even my friends in New York they're like you like you would have tantrums I'm like I would have straight up tantrums Okay, like macam membuang barang, like yes. Oh, yes. that bad. Oh, I'm just like screaming, oh like just like yeah. that kind of rage, right? And what usually angers you? Sometimes it's some like even small things, okay. but it's like you, it builds up. You know, it's it's not even necessarily big things. Sometimes it's just like you're, and then you take you take advantage of that you know the people who are closest to you and will yeah. love you will always be there, right? So you just lash out at them. Sometimes I'm not even angry at them, but I'm yeah, angry yeah. around them. Mm. And even then, like, I could see, like, how, you know, like, just an example, right? Um, we have a caretaker at home. His name is Joko. Mm. Big fan of him. And this one time, I was, like, screaming because I was mad about something. I wasn't mad at him. I was just mad. 
and I was just screaming right dalam rumah tu and I could see how much I'm got all like I, could see, I was like and like I'm like oh my god I am traumatizing this man yeah. you know like you know when you can just see in their eyes in their soul fear. in that minute and it's just fear you're like oh my god I need to stop <laughs> yeah and also my my younger sister would always like get it as well oh. and I love her with like my whole heart you know mm. and more right mm. like my whole body i love yeah. my younger sister and it was starting to affect our relationship and again when i say like macam the plonk macam pemarah every day yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i wasn't like an abuser or oh, anything but, yeah. not to that level mm. um and i think another person so this was all around that same time when i noticed it it was it was my sister it was joko and it was Nick, my co-host oh. on Hot Mess at the time. Because we, we were spending so much time together. Yeah, yeah. Like three hours a day, five days so a week. So much Anus that nampas that true And so like, and sometimes we would fight. Mm. And and I and I like, I felt so much guilt over mm. like, I felt like I was harmful, oh. you know? And um, and so there was a point when I really just did a hard stop. Mm. And I was like, I I can't do this anymore, right? Um, and so that's just one example of like all of the other yeah, yeah. spiritual journey thing that was happening. Because when you go through so much change in your life, then there's constantly things that's happening and you have to learn in each moment, like, how do I be a better person mm. from this? Like, how do I come away from this? Mm. And like, how do I do the right thing mm -hmm. in this situation? So, um, yeah, so I think with, with all of that, and then it, I just yeah, I became a, a gentler person, mm. and I learned how to be a safe person for mm -hmm. someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, of just really being completely non-judgmental. Mm. Just be who you are. We're good, mm. right? And I know how much that that has become a reality now because every time I spend time with someone, even if it's someone I'm meeting for the first time, they're opening up to me. They're just you know telling me things, and and I know that I provide that feeling of of safety for people. Um, and so I want more people to be able to know how to, how to be that way yeah. and to be like that. You also have to do your own healing first, That's you true. know? And so I love therapy, mm -hmm. like a big shout out to Dr. Joe, who used to have her own clinic, Holistica clinic, but she's not there anymore. Oh. Um, because she was my counselor and she helped me through a lot. Oh. This is Dr. Joe Jafar. Um, Hey, really wait, just Jaffa, is he Brunayan? She. She is she Brunayan? Yeah. Oh. Amazing woman. Wow. Um, and so she really helped me a lot with a lot of my a lot of my shit, really. Mm. <clears throat> and so I know how valuable it is to be able to and I know some people are just like Apokan Macham Mustika, like you know, like these are all things in the past. Like just move on already. And I and I get why people might think that way. Tapi Whenever you are hurt, whenever and especially when it's trauma, mm. there is an em emotional wound that forms inside, right? There's an inner wound, I call it. And and so as life gets complicated, as you get older, you go through things, like these wounds are going to be yeah. visited, yep. right? Like what yep. we said earlier, macam like, kana. Yep. What is the word kan kubis kubis. kubis. kubis yeah. Right? My Malays. Cabbage. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Actually, yes, sayur kubis. Kubak, kubak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, kubak, yeah. Uh -huh. 
And, um, and, but I also know that therapy is not that accessible to a lot of people. Yep, true. Right? So I'm like, how do I, yeah, how do I provide this kind of care mm. in a way that, like, yeah, that people can afford? Oh, right? And I think community is the only, is only, the only way. way to do it, really. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, by right, the nature of our culture is community. But this whole individualization of society is happening a lot more now, especially mm. with, like, technology mm. and, um, and I guess, like, Western influence as well. Mm. And so how do we, how do we go back to, to that right and sometimes i feel like with brunayani i was a bit unsure to be honest with doing this community-based care because we're so small and everybody is in each other's business <laughs> so it's like how can i create a space where people can feel safe to talk about their stuff right without feeling judged without because yeah. i know i can be a safe space mm. If it's a group of people and most of them are strangers, how do you know they're going to be a yeah, space, yeah, right? Yeah. So these are valid concerns. Um, and I think how I've, I'm designing it is that it's going to be very, very specific mm. subjects. You know, so like things like, yeah, like maybe body issues is one yeah. thing. Another one is maybe like mother-daughter troubles. Like, mm. So you're only in a room with other people who, who relate in the, the same, same thing. Yeah. Sure. Um, and the idea is, again, this is, if you can still go to therapy, please go. Like, I'm not touting myself as some replacement. Yeah. But the you have to, as I said, when you, you have to surround yourself, yeah, right? Yeah. So you can't just do therapy. You mm. also have to have other kinds of support. Yeah. And so what I want Utaraku to be is, like, a way to provide this kind of support, mm. you know? Because sometimes the support system that you think you do have, they're not even really good support systems, mm -hmm. right? If you're around people who don't understand your journey, yeah, yeah. who are being judgmental, yep. they're not going to be providing emotional support for you, yep. Yep. right? So, um, yeah, so my dream really with this is to start to build trust in each other again and, again, and learn how to be vulnerable, learn how to examine your own, the own ways that you're shitty, but in a safe space, mm -hmm. right? Like... We all are jerks in some way. Yeah, yeah. But we have to learn how to be with each other. Yes. And so how do we do that? Mm. Right? So, yeah, I also I also do want to offer this for um, corporations, to be honest. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of workplaces need healing. Yeah. Because you have all of these people that are mm. qualified. Mm. You know, they're like, they're very capable when it comes to the work. But when it comes to dealing with other people in the office, banyak dramahan. Yes. And I've worked enough places in to Brunei know. to know mm -hmm. that this is present yes. everywhere. Yes. Right? It's a bit woo-woo. I don't know what which company would be open to that. But I just feel like, yeah, for value, right? Like, what do you do when your team are all like, yeah. they don't get along? Oh, my God. Right? That's, that's going to impact Effect. Yeah. Yeah, how well things get done, yes. right? Yes. Performance, productivity. Yeah, so almost like as a mediator, like an external party who can try and like create this kind of safeness and help build the the team back together yeah. kind of thing. That's mm. something that I would offer as well. Mm. Um, but for the most part, it is really just about trying to one by one person at a time, mm. trying to help you heal and trying to help you yeah. love yourself. Because again, that is really the the key to everything. Yeah. 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 Wow. Mm. Amazing things. 
Thank you. Yeah, gal gal and utaraku. I keep saying gal gal ka. Gal gal. When it's like more just slang or Caribbean flavor. Oh, but gal gal. Okay, gal gal and and utaraku. Yes. Wow. Yeah, those. All the best with those too. Thank you so much for asking me about them. Of course, I want everyone else to know about it too. I hope you'll come to one of the sessions. I mean, if you'll have me. Of course. Yeah, a text message away. I mean, I'm planning like it will be. I'll release like a schedule of like all the different. Themes and topics, yes. you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. Hopefully you'll come too. <laughs> if you like what you're seeing. Promo. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh yeah. It's okay. No. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about if we take a quick minute before we end this? How mm. do you feel about taking um, a quick trip to when you were in New York? Oh sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just. I know it may be hard, but share with us one of the highlights, if you can contain them into like... Oh, the highlights. Yeah, or one one huge highlight that you feel like is on top of your head right now when well, you were, for when you were in your um, York. I, I met... Wait, is this the Yahweh? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't, that is one of my highlights. Okay. Um, the fact that I met... This actor, mm. Yahya Abdul Martin. I'm a big fan, yeah. We went we went to watch his play yeah. and he came out at the end. We took photos of him and everything. Mm. <laughs> I was posting it on my stories and I was just like supporting my husband at Yahya. Yeah. You know what I mean? Quite, apparently some people watched it and they really thought I had gotten married in New York. They're like, Alhamdulillah, <laughs> wait until next year. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, manifesting that. Yeah. Although I think he's dating somebody. Oh now. really? It's okay. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, That was one hand. I think just because I was with, like, my sister and, like, um, another friend of mine. Joy, yeah. It was just, like, such a fun night. Yeah. But it was just... And I think it's just an example of one of those things of, like, anything can happen in yes. New York yeah. kind of vibe, yeah. you know? So, um, but, yeah, that's a highlight. Another one was <laughs> going to the Hamptons. Ooh. That one was definitely um, unexpected. But I had befriended this girl, mm-hmm. and she's still one of my best friends now. Like we're still in touch. Wow. Um, and her family has a has a house in the Hamptons. Wow. And so during the summer, she was just like, "Let's let's go." I'm just like, "Okay, great, right?" Again, macam tahu kupulang ya ni berduit orangnya. Tapi I didn't understand like betapa banyak duitnya tu, you know, because. Like, again, I don't even know these things. Like, I, I was posting on my stories, and then people were telling me, like, oh, because I was saying that I was, we were going to her house, it was, like, in East Hampton. Mm. And apparently, it's the most expensive Oh, my you know? God. Yeah, because in TV shows, you would see, like, all these rich people go to the Hamptons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, but a, within the Hamptons, yeah. East Hampton is the most is yang coveted and, like, really... Oh, apparently. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. And so, it was just, like, access to a world. I was like, what on earth? Yeah, Damn. so, um, you can see it in my stories, but it's... It's like this just massive house. It's just gorgeous. And apparently, that area, they're all allocated like a private beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. And yeah. so, like, and on that beach, it's like that's where, like, Beyonce and Jay-Z go in the Hamptons. You know, like, the parents were apparently, but they're like, yeah, we saw Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like on the, so on the beach, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I've met Beyonce before anyway, so I'm oh. like, it's fine. Oh. We're good. <laughs> I didn't want to be like a stalker about oh, it, you know. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So that was a a really fun because it was Fourth of July weekend as oh, well. So I I, I just you. felt like I had a real like American experience of going yeah. to the beach and the fireworks, you know. So that was that was really special. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, just overall like it's just it's just a 
highlight after highlight. It yeah. really feels like that. It's so fun. Living a really dream. Really had a really really had a great time. Mm. Yeah. Wow, I remember like every single morning. I think I even sent you a DM like every single morning. Uh, it would make my day already when I see your stories like on my, you know, the stories at the end. Like, oh, I'll get updated today. I'll get updated today. Like seriously, I li I was living yeah. through you Aww. in New York. I think a lot of people were at that time. Yeah, but we're yeah. also still like very excited for you to have you back here and see what you have next. No pressure. Take your time. No, but no, like also course. definitely 100%. I, I appreciate that you're like, no. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, because I know how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'm pretty sure like you're also like, okay, let's just give me room to breathe. Like, I know people are excited to see what's next, but yeah, we're all going to be patient with you. Thank you yeah. very much for being yes. patient with yeah, me. Yeah, but that polygamy series, though, that's the on top of yeah. my list for you. But yeah, I know, I'm excited to see that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much, Izzy, for all your very um, wonderful questions. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank it's... you so much for opening up and sharing so much as well. I feel like I learned. <laughs> thank you, Marathon. No, yeah, no, no, but, no but genuinely. No, thank you for this. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. For you. <laughs> okay, I think we can end our thank yous. Okay. But yeah, but as the host, yeah. seriously, I would like to thank you for making the time to be here yeah. and sharing so much information and so much of your life as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like I learned a lot and I hope our listeners will too. And thank to that, I want to say that's all we have for today. Okay. Thanks. Thank okay, you. Okay, it's a wrap. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs>